The Cincinnati Bengals have introduced Dan Pitcher as their next offensive coordinator. Let's get into what that means and how it went down. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bengals fans and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm Jake Lisko. He's James Rapine. We are the Lockdown Bengals podcast covering your team every day. We're available to you for free on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcast. If you're new to the show and you'd like to stay up to date on, for example, things going on with the Bengals OC search, maybe what's going on with some players on the Bengals defense like Dax Hill, where we did a full episode last week or this week, early this week. This week has been a long week. This is a podcast for you. Make sure you subscribe. Today, we're going to talk about the damn pitcher hire, his introductory press conference, how it went down, what it means for the team, and an episode brought to you by FanDuel, where you can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And James, just a couple seats away from where you're sitting, Zach Taylor and Dan Pitcher talk to you guys in the media down at Paycor Stadium. And Dan was introduced as the next offensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, huge news. It's something we've obviously discussed a ton this week. What had happened? Could it happen? Should it happen? Uh, a lot of takeaways you're going to hear from Dan Pitcher coming up in just a bit. But my major thought is how valued he was in this building from multiple people. And we can d- discuss those exact people. And they did not want to lose him. They feel like he's ready to be an offensive coordinator. He was obviously valued across the league from multiple teams. And the fact that the Bengals were able to keep him here is big. I think there are some out there that are saying, "Ah, oh, well, why didn't you go out and get this guy or that guy or bigger names or whatever the case is? I'll say this. I think Dan is one of those guys that would have went to whatever team and that team would have been really excited once they got to know Dan Pitcher that he was in their building and, I know people in this building right now, as you mentioned, I'm at Paycor Stadium. They are excited that Dan stuck around, that that he's the new offensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals. And, um, yeah, I think it's a, a really exciting day. And I do think the Bengals got it right. I want to be on record and be very clear about that. I think the Bengals got it right with this hire. I think that promoting Dan Pitcher makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. Zach Taylor and Dan Pitcher talked about some of those reasons. He's been in the building working toward – this role you know that joe burrow is a big fan we've talked about and played the quote where he talked up his relationship with dan pitcher on this podcast this week leading into this episode he in a statement today reaffirmed his support for dan pitcher as you know he would jake browning huge praise for dan pitcher zach taylor huge praise for dan pitcher and getting jake browning ready in terms of Jake Browning being able to come in and didn't have a hot performance against the Steelers in either opportunity, but had a pretty good start to his career as a starter in a backup role. But for his first starts, exceeded expectations for you and I, I know, James, and Dan Pitcher, a a big part of that as well, will be an expansion, obviously, of his role in the offense, but it's not like he has no part in game planning. We'll talk about that as well. And, And the timing really did work out. To, to your point, I think Dan Pitcher was going to get a job somewhere else. 
if he didn't land with the Cincinnati Bengals. There was interest, like we've talked about, from three different teams, the New England Patriots, the Las Vegas Raiders, and New Orleans Saints. I think that one of those teams, maybe more of those teams, were very interested in hiring him, as you've probably seen on social media. And I think we talked about Marvin Lewis' connection with Dan Pitcher. Marvin Lewis was the first person to give Dan Pitcher a coaching job in the NFL. Marvin Lewis in Las Vegas, certainly a connection there. They're talking to some other ex-Marvin Lewis coaches in Las Vegas. And you've seen teams around the NFL. Maybe the Bucks come again. Dave Canales got hired on, on Thursday to be the next head coach of, of the Carolina Panthers. So maybe other teams that, that we didn't even know about yet would have gotten into it for Dan's services as well, was in very high demand around the NFL. And that familiarity with the process in Cincinnati will help him hit the ground running. I don't expect everything to be identical. It's still Zach calling the plays, we think, but it it won't be identical to the way it was when Brian Callahan was OC, but at least he's familiar with the processes. He's been part of the game planning, specifically on third downs, but he's been part of this system and this machine and has seen how it operates and now gets to put his imprint on it with the promotion well yeah let's let's start first off i do think he will he won't be calling plays that that'll be zach still so we we can say that and pass the the think part of it but we thought that would be the case anyways i do think that some people think that zach does this did this and made this ah well this way he could still call plays oh i i think this is a structure that has worked. It's the same structure, by the way, and we're recording this before Brian Callahan talks, that guess what? Brian Callahan's going to implement in Nashville with the Tennessee Titans because he thinks it works. We're talking about an NFL lifer here, not someone that just got to the league last year. So I, I think the structure works. What What's interesting about what you said, and I, I think we really need to hammer it home, who's the franchise? Oh, it's Joe Burrow, right? Joe Burrow's the franchise. Joe oh, I Burrow. thought you were going to say Mike Brown. Uh, no. It's not. The most important man in the building, assuming he's still here, he was here earlier, is Joe Burrow, It period. It doesn't matter who walks in this building. He's the most important man in this building. And so, sorry, Mike. Yeah, I think Mike would say it too, by the way. I, I think when you have that and you have a quarterback's coach that has been that quarterback's coach for five years, or four years, rather, in each of the four seasons that Burrow's been in the league, and, and they learn and they grow together, and you have Burrow saying, I wouldn't be the player uh, I am without him. It's really hard to, to let that OC go and then also let the quarterback's coach go, go be an OC elsewhere when he's probably the best man for the job anyways. And obviously they think he is. Burrow thinks he is. So it's that, that factor is huge. The other factor for Dan, because you mentioned the jobs, there were other jobs that were in on him was being able to coach Joe Burrow. Let's be honest. It's not just the the Cincinnati chili and how nice it is to be in a Midwestern town, as fun as that is to, to play out. And he said how this feels like home because he's been here for eight years, and I don't deny any of that. But being able to work with Joe Burrow was a big factor as well. Here's what Dan Pitcher had to say about the Burrow factor on why he had to stay or, or decided to stay in Cincinnati. It's huge. There's a, a lot of people in this profession that I respect, who have great perspective, who have reached out to me and almost to a, to a person, you know, their advice is when you have an elite quarterback, you hang on as long as you can. And we have that here. And not only is he an elite player, but, you know, I've gotten to know him so well as a person. Um, he's, he's a special person. He's different. They don't make many like him. And 
to get to continue working with him day in and day out, knowing that we have a guy that can can win us a world championship, uh, it's hard to put a price on that. Obviously, continuing that relationship is something that makes sense for this team. Burrow has ascended to the level he's ascended to, like he said, like we've seen, not in small part due to his work with Dan Pitcher, and he works closely with all of the offensive staff, Zach Taylor. He worked closely with Brian Callahan. He worked closely with Dan Pitcher as well. But continuing that thread for Joe continues that bit of continuity as well. And so when we talk about continuity, it's not just coaching staff. It's also what has worked for this offense in the past, what has gotten them through the adaptations they've gotten through in the past. And Pitch has been part of that too, scrapping the under center offense, becoming a good deep ball team, beating cover two after teams reacted to you being a good deep ball team over the last couple of years. Pitch has been part of that process collaboratively with Joe Burrow and with Zach Taylor as well. And something we're going to talk about in just a minute coming up is how that philosophy and how his experience in this adjustable Bengals offense, this game plan specific Bengals offense will manifest in the future as well. So some more to talk about, obviously, with, with the Bengals hiring Dan Pitcher. We also have to talk about how they got there, how, the, how they got to this spot. The timing really did work out. We'll continue the topic of Dan Pitcher, new Bengals offensive coordinator, coming up next. This episode of Locked on Bengals is brought to us by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that all out especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. And that's where BetterHelp can come in today. I'm just going to share how I really feel about something. You might be thinking about the same thing this week. Maybe it's the, the Ravens and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Doesn't feel very comfortable to see those teams and to pick which one you would prefer to win. Maybe it's just seeing Brian Callahan going to coach a different team. If you're me, the, the relationship we've had with him on this podcast and having to, to see him leave the building. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team or who's playing the AFC championship game or where Brian Callahan is coaching. And it's important to get those things off your chest every once in a while. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, suited to your schedule, designed to be flexible. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. You'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. Today's show is also brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is a one-stop shop for all things sports betting. And right now they have a deal, as Jake mentioned, the conference championship games going on this weekend. It's championship Sunday, and that's why you got to get to America's number one sports book because new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. You could win that bet, lose that bet. doesn't matter. You still get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. And so whether it's NFL, whether it's NBA, and those of you that listen know I go out of my way to mention NBA because I'm a big NBA fan. FanDuel is the place for you. They have live same-game parlays. They have plenty of different prop bets for you. So spice up Championship Sunday with FanDuel by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get $150 in bonus bets when you place a $5 bet. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. James. Staying on the topic of, of Dan Pitcher in Cincinnati, of course, talking about what he brings to the table, talked about his experience in this offense, talked about how things won't be exactly the same. He obviously carries himself a little bit differently, too. 
What What did you think? Actually, we, we didn't plan for this, so I'm putting you on the spot here. What did you think sure. talking to Pitch in that press conference setting, not that you've never talked to him before, comparing that to the way Brian approaches those conversations? It was certainly different. I, you know, I think Brian's unique. I think Pitch was unique, carried himself well. The thing that I like about him is that he admitted how fluid everything was and how good it was to feel wanted and how he ultimately deep down wanted to be here, but knew and had to prepare himself for the fact that that might not be the case. And I, I get that. I can totally relate to that. I think a lot of people can, if you've had to move for jobs or you're in the middle of, should you stay, should you go, you're interviewing for other positions for whatever the case is or whatever the job is. And so I like that he acknowledged that and he, he was open about thinking he was ready for this type of role, this type of coaching role. And he was going to get it to go back. He was going to get it. He was going to accept one. And I I think ultimately he's happy it's here versus elsewhere, but it was going to happen. So I think that's part of it is how honest he was. And that is something that Brian uh, has been as well. But I, I also think pitch is going to bring his own, his own unique experience, of course, but his his own attitude, his own mindset, and I, I do think it's going to change some. Everyone talks about, ah, it's the same eyes. You need to bring in a new set of eyes. They did because his role is going to change, and, and I'm sure the way he he views offense is going to, to change this Bengals offense a bit, no doubt. Yeah, I think that we will see some differences, but the, the machine is the same, and I think that there are positives there. We, we, we've talked about that. I talked about that in the – previous segment a few minutes ago the pieces that produced the success that they've had and the critics would say the the tribulations they've had are are still in place and while there will be some differences with Dan Pitcher OC Dan Pitcher more responsible for the entirety of the offense we, we should see differences within the same the same playing field and we saw this team last year in the OTAs and minicamp going toward more under center, more play action. We saw that come out with Jake Browning. We saw them become a really good screen team with Jake Browning late in the year. Dan Pitcher, obviously, part of those transformations as well. And and just having been through that experience, whether that was Brian driving it, whether it was Zach driving it, whether he was driving it, is going to be invaluable for him as he thinks about how to approach the NFL that is – Increasingly, I think for especially for the really good teams, a week to week league where you have to have answers on both sides of the ball for the kind of strengths and weaknesses your opponent has and and where your limitations are, where your injuries are, where you don't necessarily have the things that you might want in your ideal world from a personnel perspective. And he talked about that as well. You can kind of zoom out and say, and then look at the big picture of you know who you want to be as an offense. And when you get into the season, and Zach does such an amazing job of this, it's really about who do we have to be in a given week to beat the team that we need to play. And that takes into account constraints that you may have within your own building and then who are we facing. And I just think we do such a good job of that. So, you know, there's there's been a lot made of uh, what did the offense look like over the final part of the season. And, and I really just think that's a product of us looking at it on a week-to-week basis, who do we have available to us? Who are we playing and what do we need to do to win? And that's something we'll always do. And so we'll look at some of those things that we did 
well at the end of the year. And, and certainly Joe Burrow is capable of doing anything you ask him to do. And so that's what we'll do this offseason is do a great job of, of uh, deciding who we need to be moving forward and then have the adaptability to adjust if we need to. I'm not sure there's anything else you'd want to hear there if you're a Bengals fan. Like, maybe you were hoping Joe Brady would be the one saying it or Eric Bieniemy or whoever, but figure out what to do on offense and then adapt as it goes. I, works for me. Like, sign me up. And I, I think that because it's, it's kind of weird, because he's in the building and didn't come from elsewhere and isn't new, that some will will be negative on that. But I think that's exactly what you want to hear from an offensive coordinator and that adaptability. By the way, think about this too. Some think that Joe Burrow is this guy that just wants to go empty all the time and isn't willing to do things and all of those things, right? That's that's a, a narrative for sure. Well, his quarterback's coach, the man that he certainly wanted to be offensive coordinator, is up there saying we're going to be adaptable every single week. I think that that's that's a, a good influence there. So, just uh, initial reactions to that clip, and that's one that certainly stood out to you as well. Yeah, and you still see them being adaptable. It just might be sure. that when Joe Burrow's a quarterback, they're doing different things out of empty, and when Jake Browning was a quarterback, they're doing different things under center. They're doing different rollouts, different boots. They're getting Jake Browning to scream at the sideline, "No more effing nakeds!" And so, you know, you, you have different different approaches based on who your personnel is. And, and you've seen this staff do this throughout their time in Cincinnati, something that we've talked to Brian Callahan about in the past, and they're missing guys. They see it as a challenge to keep the offense on schedule or at least functional and, and overcome where there might be weaknesses, deficiencies, injuries, whatever it is. They have to game plan around that and try to find ways to push the right buttons. And they're able to do that a number of times with Jake Browning at quarterback. They were able to do that with some of these majorly deficient offensive lines on deep playoff runs over the years as well, right? And so the, the demonstrated ability to do that, Dan Pitcher being a part of that, I think that is encouraging. Another thing that we didn't clip, so you're not going to hear what Dan Pitcher had to say about it, but he talked about the running game as well. He clearly has a belief that to be good on offense, you need to be able to run the ball. That's something that they're going to look at as well. It's another place where you look at their week-to-week adaptability. That's a, that's a big place where it's really visible, is the way that they're calling the run game differs significantly based on what they're expecting their opponents to do. There are weeks where they're running a bunch of toss plays and it's driving fans crazy because for whatever reason they're not working. Well, some of that is because they think that they can get to the perimeter and run those toss plays against the opponent. There are other weeks where they're running the toss plays they are hitting and Mm -hmm. people are like, oh, where has this been? Well, it's the reality of how the opposing defense plays or they're running a lot of trap or they're running a lot of those designer, you know, wineback runs to, to chase Brown, who's got a defined read and the deception is getting him and, and execution is getting him into a big hole, getting him downhill and letting him use his speed. Another example of that, right? That is very, very visible and obvious, maybe more so than the way passing concepts differ where you can't tell where the ball necessarily is going. So would expect that to continue. Sounds like that is going to continue, and, and that's what Dan Pitcher's talking about there. James, we can also talk about how this came to fruition. Zach Taylor and Brian P- or D- wow, Dan Pitcher both talking about how lucky it was that this worked out and how the timing worked out. So we can talk about that as well coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy football the way it should be. You can 
earn up to 25 times your money this football season, certainly during this playoff run. And it's simple. You can take Patrick Mahomes and say he's going to throw for less than his number of projected passing yards with prize picks. You don't have to go up against pros, sharks, and thousands of other players. It's you versus the prize picks projections. So maybe you think that future Bengal Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I'm just kidding. Oh, look at that, is going to run for more than the number of prize picks projection rushing yards that prize picks has for this weekend. Well, you can go that route as well. And see, I had to give the Chiefs at least one more than this week, Jake. So that's why I did that. I at least picked someone that, eh, you know, the LSU connection. Anyways, you got to get the prize picks today. It only takes a, a minute or so to make your selections. You can combine NBA and NFL and everything in between. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. James, before we talk about how this came to fruition for the Bengals, anything else you want to add around what you're expecting pitcher to bring as OC after the conversation we just had? Yeah, I think it's, it's just pretty unique this situation where it feels I – th- I think there there isn't as much excitement about it as I think there there should be. And I, I think that – and I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know how the offense is going to be. It should be really, really good. But th- this Bengals staff, they were able to stay together for the most part uh, for the past five years, certainly the past three years during this run where they've been really good – and the, the coaches have grown and they've continued to grow. And I think Dan is one of those guys that is going to make a positive impact. He, he did discuss uh, the run game a little bit, said that every offense needs to be able to run the ball. Also said that it looks different for offense to offense or from offense to offense. So I think that's interesting because I think that aligns with, and we'll see as the, the year goes on and offseason goes on, I think they want to be explosive in the run game. I think they want to get explosive there, dynamite there, and that's what it means. It doesn't mean 40 carries. It means 15 carries, and, and you get multiple explosives every week. So uh, we'll see there. But uh, that's that's one thing that stood out. But I, I think they hired a really, really good coach, and you elevate him and, and you go that route. It makes a ton of sense, and so – Call me crazy. Say I'm looking through it through orange and black glass, whatever the hell you want to do. I don't care. I think it's. Uh, I think it was a really good hire. I think it made sense, and, and I'm excited to see what pitcher brings to the job. The reality is, is that we know more about this hire than you know about most coaching hires, because he's been in the building, because we know what his relationship has been with Joe Burrow, because we've seen directly, firsthand, not going back and and looking through it historically, but we've lived through the moments of Jake Browning taking over at quarterback, of Joe Burrow evolving as a quarterback in the NFL. And Burrow has credited Pitcher for that, certainly. Mm -hmm. You've seen them discussing things on the sideline throughout games. So having seen that firsthand, I I think that that might be part of it as well. I I don't know what the reaction is. I think a lot of people are totally fine with Dan Pitcher or happy that Dan Pitcher is the Bengals next OC. I think there's certainly people that, that think they should have interviewed elsewhere as the uh, Buffalo bills reportedly are getting started with their formal OC process. And just like the Bengals, they have to go through the same process where they're interviewing Joe Brady for their full-time OC job. Um, some Bengals fans would have liked the Bengals to, to kick the tires there as it were. 
again, not sure he was ever available. Don't disagree with that idea if he was, but the the difference here is that there's a lot of familiarity with Dan Pitcher. There's this idea that because he's in the organization, like you said, there won't be change. I think there will be, but time will tell. We'll, we'll get a better feel for it as time goes on. I'm really interested, and we'll see if we have an opportunity to ask Dan Pitcher this question either at the Combine or sometime between now and the draft as to how he sees his role changing from quarterbacks coach to OC going into the draft. And we know the role that Bengals coaches play in the draft process. It didn't really come up too much in the presser today, but interested to see how that is changing for him as well as his role expands. And and he has more responsibility for the entire offense instead of, you know, just the, the downs that he's assigned to or the position that he's assigned to. So that'll be something interesting to monitor and, and see how that evolves as well with him being the OC in Cincinnati, which is a unique place to be an OC just because of the draft stuff that I'm mentioning. Uh, but we also know that there was some fortuitous element for this coming together for the Bengals, the Titans making their hire right before Dan Pitcher was scheduled to head out of the building, potentially get OC offers from other teams. Who knows if those teams let him leave the building, much like Tennessee didn't want to let Brian leave without a deal in place. And it, it really did work out. I think in the nick of time, the Bengals got through the process, got to put an offer together for Dan Pitcher that, that was appealing enough to keep him in Cincinnati when combined with elements like Joe Burrow, which he talked about as a big factor, staying with the elite QB. Who knows what the offer was or, or if he had offers on the table for from other teams, but whatever the Bengals did to put it together kept Dan Pitcher in Cincinnati. And the timing really did work out. Zach and Dan both talked about that in the presser. Yeah, I asked Zach about it, the stress element of it. And he said, overall, it wasn't too stressful until the timing part. And it's something we discussed last week is, man, this could be the nightmare scenario where, I mean, think about it. Brian had interviews scheduled for Wednesday with Atlanta. It's it's not like we knew for sure by Thursday he he would have a you know be introduced as as a head coach somewhere. So the fact that the Titans acted quickly didn't let him go to Carolina, and I think Dave Canales can also thank the the Titans because I don't think he has a head coaching job right now. I think the the Panthers would have hired Callahan, and that's probably how the Titans felt. And so they make the move quick and and get their guy, and that helped the Bengals because I think if you wait till now you're probably talking about Dan Pitcher being an offensive coordinator somewhere else. I think it's fair to assume that he would have gotten offers, maybe multiple offers. You know, maybe it would have been he had an interview with New Orleans multiple times, had that interview with Vegas scheduled, obviously had a couple virtuals with New England. If I'm New England, do I look at Dan Pitcher, a guy who's coached the number one overall pick and one of the best quarterbacks in the league from the past four years, and say, hey, we're taking a quarterback third overall. Uh, We want you in the building. Hell yeah, you do, <laughs> right? Hell yeah, you do. So I think there would have been multiple offers for him. So it it worked out about as well as it could have. And uh, timing-wise, it's it, I'm sure that was probably the most stressful part for Dan as well as, as Zach and, and the entire organization. Not that the Bengals wouldn't have found someone. This is one of the best offensive coordinator jobs in the league. In the league. I'll be very clear with, about that. But I, I think he is the right man for the job. And sometimes – you have that coach, the right coach for the job. You have that person in-house. Sometimes you do. And the Bengals were lucky enough to have that person in the house this time. And it, it worked out to where he didn't leave 
they beat the curfew. They beat the clock just uh, just in the nick of time. We'll find out how things go. Uh, I just circle back to the idea that we know more about this than we know about most coaching hires. When most coaching hires occur, we don't know enough about their history to make a proclamation. Is this a good hire? Is this a bad hire? We, we try. We prognosticate. You always do. But just like I don't know for sure, I think Brian Callahan will be a good head coach because I know what Brian Callahan is about. Sure. I think Dan Pitcher will be a good OC because we know a little bit about what Dan Pitcher is about. And we've seen firsthand, like I said, we've seen what he's done in Cincinnati. But it hasn't always been perfect. And who knows how that role transition plays out. It is a new job for pitch. And with many of these things, you really have to do wait and see. But it's exciting to see the Bengals turn the page. Their first major coaching change, like major coaching change, coordinator coaching change in the Zach Taylor era. And well, Pollock, I would count offensive line coach. It, it, that was big, but I think not as big as a as, as a coordinator. You, could I was say, thinking about Pollock, but you you could say, by the way, that it's pitcher perfect. Not the first to make that joke. Won't be the last. That's going to be our thumbnail for today's show. By the way, just so perfect. You know. Well, anybody watching already knows that, so not a spoiler. Subscribe on YouTube and follow wherever you get your podcasts for the Pitcher Perfect Locked on Bengals episode. I wonder if we'll be at 19,000 subscribers or if they'll just like unsubscribe. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Bengals podcast. We're back next week without a coaching search. Maybe a QB coach will be announced. But no week-long dramatic coaching news to follow. But there's still... Plenty of off-season content here. And until then, thanks for listening. Hootay, and have a good one.